drink cinema. Jeez. Welcome to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. We are two brothers reviewing movies two drinks at a time. How are you, Brett? I am good. Thank you. We are doing a Friday afternoon recording, which is slightly odd. So Brett's actually working two laptops at once because I'm not sure he's technically clocked out of work yet. Whatever. Put your Me- out of, mentally? <laughs> put your out of office on and let's get it's on with right. the recording. It's, it's five o'clock on a Friday. It is, it is. And so we're having a Friday knockoff drink, and this is brought to you by the Disney movie The Rescuers. Yes. Not The Rescuers Down Under. Nah, mate. The Rescuers from the year of? 1977. It's old. That's pretty old. Yeah, so did Jeff, mean... who's born in 77. Yeah, did you mean born <laughs> around that time, or even before? Oh, old. We just lost half our listeners. Nah. Two people. Katie Lee's young. <laughs> All right, um, so we're having a drink that is inspired somewhat by the rescuers. How yeah. did you come to find this cocktail? I googled brother? a few, tr- tried to find some things, couldn't really yeah. find anything. Or um, there was one that was like um, saffron gin, and oh. one that had creme de banana. And I'm like, that sounds disgusting. It's so. hard to imagine there's not more cocktails based off uh, kids' Disney movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's called, I tried to look up things cause they're mice, right? Yeah. So I tried to look up things to do with m- mice. Yes. And I found one called a mouse trap. Okay. It doesn't quite fit with the movie, but so there's a mouse we, and there's a trap. What do we do when we review Nathan Lane's movie Mouse Trap? Uh, drink this again? Drink it again. We probably like it because the ingredients are ingredients we have. Yeah. Number one, which is a win again. Uh, and they're ingredients that we have liked in previous cocktails. Or is it going to be like a shepherd's pie, right? And you you like all the ingredients separately, but when you put them together, it's a little bit disgusting. That's your opinion. Yeah. Because you like meat and you like cheese and you like mashed potato. Yeah. But you don't like a shepherd's pie. Yeah. Have you had my shepherd's pie? Probably. It's very good. But was it with beef? Well, yes, cottage pie. My apologies, mm. but I'm not paying $35 a kilo for lamb <laughs> mints, I'm sorry. And, and I wasn't going to pay the ridiculous amount of money for saffron gin okay. to make some other mouse cocktail. So we've got some things that we've already had in the cabinet, which are? Which are Quantro previously featured, Vodka, yes. always featured, yeah. daily almost Heavily for me. featured. Um, grenadine. Not, um, absolute Vodka. Yeah. Not Russian vodka. Oh, still. yeah. We're still not on the Russian vodka. It's Swedish vodka in yeah. in um, what I hope will be the outcome of Eurovision this weekend because I put money on it. Okay. Um, orange juice and Sprite. Okay. Uh, get on to our socials at Two Drink Cinema to work out the quantities and to get the recipe. We were meant to pour... Well, the recipe said to layer the grenadine on top. We were convinced that it wouldn't float, so I just poured it. But then it seems like it is a floater because it's come up the sides. Mm. If you see the picture, if you've seen the picture on the socials, um, then you'll see that it looks like it's three quarters grenadine yeah. and one quarter <laughs> cocktail, but it's not. The grenadine has just scooped up the sides uh, of the glass, um, so it's a two toner. Yeah, but we'll get some practice going for our layering on top because this is the second one we haven't been able to do it with after the ET. Yeah, I'm going to watch some YouTube tutorials or TikTok because I'm a a younger. If you're a mixologist listening, come in and we'll guest you for exposure. We'll get you on Instagram. We'll guest you for exposure. (laughs) Okay, this is a mousetrap. Cheers. Cheers. No ice clinking this time. Mm. I do question... Oh. I do question, I need to mix it. (laughs) Well, the recipe says don't mix it. Yeah, because it's meant to go on top. I got a sip of mostly cocktail and then just like a hit of grenadine. Yeah. No, I got all Cointreau. Okay, now Brett's stirring. (laughs) If you can't hear that through the microphone. I'm going to stir. So Brett's now looks... 
just red. The red is to symbolize once the mouse has been trapped. And the yellowish cocktail on top, is that the cheese in the mouse? Yeah, that's the cheese. That's the mouse. Yep. The blood is the red. Um, all right. Well, now it's uh, mixed. What's your verdict? Um, I don't know. I don't like it. It's a bit nothing. It's. It, it seems like a lot of grenadine. It's got the same amount of grenadine as Cointreau. Yeah, but it feels like I'm just sipping raspberry cordial. Yeah. I don't know. Have a play around with it at home, people, and see if you can uh, adjust the ratios. Maybe a bit more, I don't know, just less grenadine. Yeah, I feel like it just needs like a boot on the top. It, the recipe said one and a half ounces of grenadine. I feel like half an ounce is plenty. I feel like not even, just a bloop. Just, just a, a drop, drop of blood. Yeah, like when, you, like, a, like when you do a dash of bitters. Yeah. You do a dash of grenadine. I always do a dash of bitters and then a dash of bitters goes on a bench. Yeah. Because it doesn't pour out of the bitters, it yeah. shoots out. And the bad thing about grenadine is if you get it on my white bench, it stains it. Yeah, it's going to stain so it forever. have a hand, have you're, a towel nearby. You're not going to get your bond back. Um, so that's the, grenad- oh, that's the grenadine on that's top the- of a mousetrap cocktail. It's... It's he- okay. It's heavy? I'm not going to order it at a... Yeah, it's it's... Heavy. That's right. It tastes viscous. Nah, not a fan. We'll finish it off, though, as we review the movie. Yep. Two drinks cinema! All right. The movie, The Rescuers. Yeah, not Down Under. Not Down Under. It's... I love simple... This is pre-Pixar, pre-computer Disney animation. Obviously, it's pre-computer. It's 1977. Yeah. I like that. I like that, but at the same time, this looks older than like Snow White. It's it's simpler. Well, I think I think they're probably trying to make to put more in it, and the, yeah. I think the background is simpler. It's just a background with some big brush strokes to represent yeah. clouds and the ship and whatever. Mm, mm, mm. But it's very it's, well drawn, the background stuff, the stills. Yes. And the characters are very well drawn mm, as I well. Yeah, mm. With a couple of exceptions. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Medusa looks trash. Medusa is. I don't, I don't know. I, had no, I didn't know what to. I didn't know how to describe her. I was yeah. like, I was, when she first came on screen, I was like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, she's not wearing a bra. Quite, that's for sure. She's barely wearing a dress. <laughs> That's you wouldn't get away with that now in a kids movie. She was just had like was it, she was an odd shape. That's very harsh to say about yeah, yeah. someone. Well, it's not a real person. So that's all right. Odd shape and kind of even her skin color was weird. Like she was gray. I think they deliberately tried to make her as odd looking as possible. Yeah, and they did, and she looks terrible, and she is terrible. Yeah. I have been sitting in a room where a mouse has scurried across the floorboards. Yeah. And I've noticed, but not no one in the entire United Nations building notices all of the mice scurrying downstairs <gasps> Did, to their meeting at the start. I was like, do they know that they're bringing mice in? <laughs> I was like, does the does that... UN delegate know that there is a mouse in his briefcase that is dressed the exact same as him? And or like somewhat a mouse that can unzip the bag from the inside (laughs) and then then, just jump about five feet or not five feet. That's slide down your curly walking stick. Yeah. It's it was you know what? The mice were cute. The mice are cute. And they had their own little sign about their meeting and their own little briefcases. Yep. And their own little song. I yep. didn't. I don't think the UN starts with a song. I don't. Not probably. <laughs> probably not every meeting. But um, for some reason, Eva Gabor's mouse is hot. Yeah, they need the hot mouse. Yep. Um, which for a nineteen seventy seven kids movie, this is not going to score low on the arousal scale. <laughs> later in the chat, is Minquo. Um, I. <laughs> 
So there's all these countries. Yes. You know, there's Austria, Germany, Pakistan. There was other countries. And then all there's just Africa. Oh, I didn't notice that. It was just one mouse that was Africa. Oh, dear. <laughs> Not south. The whole of Africa. Well, South Africa might have been in a bit of trouble at this point in time. Maybe they oh. weren't accepted because of reasons. Or maybe the Disney Corp... No, I'm not going to finish that <laughs> sentence. We'll get, we'll, get. we'll get sued. I didn't notice that there was one mouse for an entire continent. Yeah. Problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Bob New- I forgot that Bob Newhart played the janitor. I didn't remember that. I thought he was like another delegate. But also, yeah. to me, if if I didn't know it was Bob Newhart, I wouldn't think that was Bob Newhart because that's not what Bob Newhart sounds like. To he me. just sounded generically American. He just sounded, and he I, a lot of his um, like comedy is that kind of confused. Yep. Person. Yeah. Oh, you know, oh, well, Bob Newhart, everybody, <laughs> um, and he's very superstitious. Ooh, there's 13. thirteen steps on this ladder, and there's. The comb has 13 steps up to the plane. Yeah. They'll just jump the last one. Yeah. (laughs) Is she German, Eva Gabor? Well, she might be Hungarian. Oh, yes. I think they are Hungarian, the Gabor sisters. Because her mouse was from Hungary. Yeah. The Gabor sisters are Hungarian. Um, But I've jumped ahead. This is the first movie we've watched that's been suggested by other material. Not based on, not, based not inspired on. by, suggested by the stories of that woman that and we mentioned in the preview. The story then still needed nine other writers to yep. write the story yep. well, of something that's already been written, but is come like it's not a complicated story. No, and I think they credited, you talked about in the preview, I think they credited every iteration of the story. Oh, yeah. And then there were like three animating directors and a director and five in the animation team. There was a lot of credits. Mm. And the song could be a Bond theme. I got big Bond vibes out of the song at the start over the credits. Yeah. But the... What is with you and Bond songs lately? I love Bond songs. All your songs... You think they're from Bond movies? Just yeah. with love, whatever the song was from the Rescuers at the start. That well, because have a listen to it, listeners. If you haven't watched the Rescuers, and you should have, because we're talking about it, it's it could be a Bond theme. It has that vibe, right? Except that it's playing over matte paintings of the a storm in the ocean. I do like how they started off, and it wasn't. It didn't start with the credits. They did that little thing of. Um, the girl writing that oh, note. The poor little girl. Poor little girl. And she's so cute. Yeah. And she wrote the little letter and the crocodiles let her. The yeah. crocodiles aren't baddies. Mm, okay. Well, they let her and I think they just play with her. Yeah, okay. They're just like, oh, you get out and then we'll chase you. That's a bit of fun. Yeah, they've got nothing else to do. Yeah. I think the the Medusa is the baddie. I don't think the crocodiles are baddie. Well, Medusa is a baddie. She is a bad. She's up there with Cruella for me. She is Disney baddie. She is psychotic. Yeah, like she is mentally unstable. She stole a kid from an orphanage to throw them down a hole into pirate treasure land cave to try and get a diamond. Yeah, and no matter how many other diamonds the girl brought back, she had to have the big one. Yeah. How did she know exactly which one it was? Well, because the other ones she brought back were probably little. That's yeah, true. Everybody knows the they size of the devil's than eye. Holes. Everybody knows the size of the devil's eye. Yeah. The little outfits on the mouse, the mice, jumping back to where we stopped, the little outfits were cute. They are quite cute. Yeah. And then his little has his little raincoat on when they go outside. But I do think it's excessive to call an entire meeting of the mouse equivalent of the UN because one girl sent a letter. They didn't even know what the letter was. No, 
And she's like, we found a bottle calling everyone from entire world and Africa to come yeah. to this meeting so we can decide whether or not we're going to do our job. Like, they're the rescue aid society. Yeah, so yeah. So they have to have a meeting every time they decide whether or not they're going to rescue someone. I don't know why they needed to get the delegates from other countries No, for something that was purely in America. But it was also... Is there no mouse FBI? Because this sounds more like an FBI matter. Yeah, that's true. Maybe there's no mouse FBI. Mouse NCIS. Because mm. there's lots of water. Luckily, it didn't become a mouse SUV. That Ooh. would have been really dark. The... Yeah, it's all it's purely American, but it's also just within the job of their job to do. Rescue aid society. Yeah. And there was someone that needed rescuing and aid. So go and rescue them. Yeah. And And don't send the janitor. What the fuck? Yeah, because the boss of the meeting is like, oh, the janitor, he's useless at everything, including putting a ladder against the big bottle. But then when Miss um, what's her name? Bianca. Miss Bianca says, I want to take the janitor. Because I'm horny for the janitor They're now. all like, yeah, okay. Yeah, fuck off. Everyone applauds. When the janitor walk, when are they all walk into the meeting, they'll pretty much ignore the janitor. But then when Miss Bianca says, I want him to go, they're like, yay. Yay, he's going to die and not me. But also don't join the Rescue Aid Society if you don't want to go and rescue little girls. Yeah. Or do you only are you do you generally only rescue mice? Maybe they don't usually rescue humans. Yeah, we need a prequel. Yeah. That's why we need what I talked about in the preview, the Middle Ages origin story. Yeah, the origin story that the first rescue aid society was that um, Greek guy. Was an apostle that was rescuing Jesus. No, they gave mouse, the backstory. Jesus. Oh, yeah. The, the ancient the, Greek yeah, one. Yeah, the Euripides. Euripides mouse. Yeah. And uh, he rescued a lion. Yeah, he pulled that lion from it, the thorn from the lion's paw. That's oh, that tale. Oh, that's Aesop's fable, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was an old story. Or did he, not that he rescued a lion from having to fight in the Colosseum and eat a gladiator. That's no, Rome, not I, Greece. I don't think that was But it. they're all ancient. No, it is the thorn in the, the paw. Yeah. Yep. They're all so horny for Miss Bianca. Oh, she and she's not the only woman mouse in there. No. She's quite ahead of her time. Going on this mission. Once the 70s, having that many women in the That's true. UN. It's a very simple story, though. It is quite simple. And... It's the, we need to find her. Let's go here. Oh, let's, you know, let's go to the orphanage. All right, yep. we we got in easy. Oh, let's find stuff. Oh, it's right there. Well, they oh. can get in easy because they're mice. Oh, the cat. Oh, the cat will give us all the information. Even that, because the cat's up too old to catch mice. And has a mustache. It's, yeah, but that being, it's clearly just a very simple storyline to connect together a lot of scary scenes. Yeah, quite a bit of scariness. Like it's very dark in the zoo and yeah. then a lion almost eats him, which lion should be okay with mice because of the originator, Euripides' mouse. Well, maybe that he doesn't know that story. He's a lion. He's not a wild... He's a caged lion. He's not a wild lion. So he hasn't had the same Oh, upbringing. he must have been born in captivity and not sit around the lion campfire telling stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If that's the case, if there's why do cats hate mice so much if Euripides' mouse helped the lion? Uh, because um, on Noah's Ark, there was a fight over rooms, and the cat, the cats <laughs> wanted the the better room, but the mouse wouldn't give it up, even though they're smaller and take up less room. Okay, good. <laughs> I skipped that page in the Bible. It's in the Mouse Bible. Oh, okay. In is that what the rescue aid society put their hand on when they are yeah, sworn in? I sworn in. Yeah. yeah, the little mouse Bible. The um, the, they yeah they it starts do... with Jenna cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of axe, it's traps. No, nah, that's not good. No, nah. 
we'll come back to that one. The reasons for everything is very quickly and easily explained. Oh, yeah. Like, she might be here in another room. Well, no, she's not here. Yeah. Janitor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she might have just been, she might have been adopted. She's well, like, why is there all stuff her in... stuff still here. Yeah, yeah. And then... She's pretty switched on, Miss Bianca. She's a very good agent. She's the best agent. Luckily, she took a man with her to do the man things. Yeah. Even though he doesn't really do the man things. No. Other than go back and get the umbrella in the rain. Oh, yeah. Saved if, her a couple of times. If they can get into the United Nations in someone's briefcase, and they got into Madame Medusa's suitcase... Why'd they take Albatross Air? Oh, I don't know. Purely for the jokes? Purely for the slapstick comedy of it all. Or that was something that was suggested by the books, so they kept it in? Uh, but perhaps? Because it wasn't even that funny. No. Um, you know who Albatross reminded me of? Bob Newhart. No. Because I feel like Bob Newhart traditionally is more like the albatross than he is like the janitor. He reminded me of Batty from Ferngully. Oh, yeah. It's basically the same character. Except Ferngully's later. <laughs> yeah. And not Disney. And not, and not Robin Williams either. <laughs> no, but it's like the same thing. Yes. Yeah, it, and it's the same purpose. But also they're not really in a hurry to get on a flight to the Devil's Bayou. But also it's incredibly lucky... That Albatross Air flies to Devil's Bayou. Yeah, and so does the normal planes. And that happens to be the next flight. And it's also incredibly lucky that uh, Madame Medusa doesn't kill herself or anybody else while driving like a complete fucking maniac. Oh, yeah, she's worse than Sister Mary Lazarus. What the hell was that? She's a nutter, Medusa. Just plain uh, nuts. um, Yeah, so they went home and packed. And got changed before yeah. they got the albatross flight. Yeah. Surely they just go. And is there... And then when they... So they fly the albatross, then they get there eventually. Is there an, a rescue aid society branch in the Devil's Bayou? Or are they just other mice that happen to live there? I think they just happen to be small rodent-sized animals. Okay. Because I don't think they're actual mice. They're, they're a couple of ma- ma- mouses, mice. And rats and little other And animals. there was an owl that was very small. Yeah. And a funny, weird um, dragonfly thing. Named Evan Rude, which is the name of Outboard Motors. Yeah. <laughs> That's just not even imaginative. And then someone's name was... Oh, the albatross's name was Orville? Yes. Like Orville right? Like oh, the that's Wright clever. Brothers. That's clever. And then it's like some of them. They were like, going to be Wilbur, but like, oh, that's too obvious. Oh, Wilbur. Oh, Wilbur. <laughs> Wilbur. That's why they couldn't do it. Yeah, it was copyrighted at that time, even though I think Mr. Red was earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I re- do remember the sardine can. Obviously, that's in Rescuers Down Under as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember the sardine can, which they roll up, but then they also put a seatbelt on. Yeah, it's funny. Oh, and then he... And then she uh, needs to have an in-flight nap. But before that, oh, I love a takeoff. <laughs> I loved that because it sounded like, I love yeah. a penthouse yeah, right. view. Oh, I love takeoffs. And then I wrote, do you love them better than a penthouse view? <laughs> that was do her do audition. Do 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 <laughs> Wait, this was probably after Green Acres. They're yeah. like, let's... let's put- can we put a penthouse view in there? No. Well, then just get it a love takeoffs. Oh, I love takeoffs. I love takeoffs. And yeah, then an in-flight nap. She says, "Good night, darling." Puts his arm around there, yeah, a bit forward hey. for 1977, Bob. Um, the scene where Penny escapes the boat ship thing. She's so and then cute. Runs through the swamp. Yeah, and then gets. Chased after by crocodiles. Yeah. It's quite scary. The whole movie is scary. Yeah. This is the second scariest kids movie we've watched. Well, uh, Return to... Yeah, okay, Return to Oz is scary. Penny's not getting shock therapy. Because that's real. Yeah, because it's real. Well, she almost just gets drowned. That's true. Twice. Yeah. And eaten by a crocodile, almost. As well as just 
generally being abused. Yeah. This is a scary movie. Don't watch it with your kids, please. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a bit. It's a bit of a. Dark is it rated one. G? Probably. I'm going to look it up. Um, and then it's set off a flare when you found her or whatever. And then it's not a flare. It's fucking fireworks. It's the whole fireworks. It's like the Fourth of July down there. Uh, it is. How do I find the rating? Probably should have just looked. Wasn't up Wasn't it movie. rated U? Was it this one that was oh, rated yeah. U? I think, yeah, you found that it was rated U. And what do commonsensemedia.org say about it? The shooting part was inappropriate for six and under. Yeah. Common sense says six plus. Parents oh, no, it's G. say seven plus. It's G. Okay. This is what a parent says. Fun movie. The shooting part was inappropriate for six and under. There was negative language, brat, etc., that seems startling in 2019. My children do not hear adults talk to children that way. Mm. Well, fuck that. Um, I found this film boring as a kid and preferred the sequel to I mean, this. Google reviews already. No, sorry. <laughs> We could do commonsensemedia.org if we want to see some Karen parents and their uh, reviews of um, movies. Yeah. Um, she's very cute, the girl. Yeah. And she's got that little sad voice. Because it's actually a kid. Put me down, Plutus. Because I was think, And then I was thinking, kids don't speak like that. Real kids don't speak like that. And then I was catching the train home last night from the soccer. And... I didn't have my headphones. Oh. The kids didn't. The kids that sit near, sat near me yesterday at the football definitely did not talk like Penny. No, the kids that sat near me at the soccer also didn't talk like polite, scared little kids. What are you doing, umpire? Get a new career. That's what. That's a line that came out of about a ten-year-old's mouth last night. The kid sitting behind me was there with, I think, their uncle. Not their dad because he was buying them Sprite at seven o'clock at night and was like, Ooh. do you want more chips? And like, that's uncle behavior. That's, that's uncle. not yeah. kid behavior. Yeah. But then at the start of the game, it's not dad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> everyone kind of leant forward a bit and one kid goes to the male adult figure that brought okay. them. Yeah. Sit back. I can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is kickoff. We got ninety more minutes of this. There was this also this kid that was sitting there that was adorably very into the football last night. Like he was more into the football than I think I've ever been. <laughs> he had this like puffer jacket on, and he was he had his record, and he was like, "Oh, that's great!" School. And he was just like, "Come on, Tigers!" It was the funniest thing. The week before, we were sitting in front of a kid who obviously played soccer. Yeah. Okay. The kid last night. Behind me, obviously played soccer, but he was an idiot because he kept saying that the goalkeeper for Western United, who essentially saved the game and is one of the reasons we're through to the grand final, that he was a better goalkeeper than Jamie Young, the A-League goalkeeper oh, for Western okay. United. Sure. Oh, your shit, you're. But the kid the week before was obviously there, I think, with his mum and sister who didn't know soccer. Okay. So he talked nonstop. Yeah. But it was explaining every little thing that happened on the field. And so he's a kid that obviously loves soccer and loves how it works. Right. But neither of these kids were kidnapped by Madame Medusa. So that's irrelevant to what we're talking about. And I thought kids didn't speak like... Penny. Penny. Yeah. Until I was on the way home from the soccer last night. Yeah. We're back to where the story yeah. started. And yeah. I heard... Uh, a kid go, Dad, how many stops left? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> that kid could voice characters for Disney. Gosh. How many stops till we're there, Daddy? Just eight more. Yeah. <laughs> eight more. We're going to go all the way to bloody Werribee on the Werribee line. Not that there's anything wrong with Werribee. Well, my train last night, they kept going, this is a Sunbury train stopping all stations to Sunbury. And he goes, boo-doo-doo. This is a sunshine train. Buses will replace <laughs> trains between Sunshine and Sunbury. It's quite confusing if you didn't what know what I you're hate doing. It, I hate when they just get one station out. 
Yeah. Like when it says, now approaching South Kensington, but you're already at Footscray. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. like, that's going to stuff some people up, especially at South Kensington, because only one in every eight trains stop there. Yeah. So if you've missed it, bad this luck. This is all very irrelevant. irrelevant to a lot of people listening. <laughs> it's irrelevant to the movie. And also, any international, even interstate listeners are like, what the fuck is South Kensington? Um, that is one powerful, getting back on track, Yeah, that is one powerful fucking dragonfly. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's one powerful thing that Medusa drives. Oh, but no. The dragonfly is. The dragonfly Because the dragonfly as well. goes, and then Miss Bianca goes, faster even, Rude, faster. And then it runs out. My favourite line that I found hilarious was <laughs> Miss Bianca's like talking to the dragonfly goes, Oh, your cabaretta is all pooped out. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I found that funny, but I did. <laughs> yeah, because why would a dragonfly have a carburetor? Yeah. Oh, and just I think it was just with the accent and how she said carburetta. Oh, she learned that on the farm. Your carburetor is all pooped out. She learned about carburetors on the tractors on the farm. Yeah. In Green Acres. Green Acres, there you go. But then the thing that Medusa drives, the swamp rider, whatever it is, it's got a name. Yeah. It didn't even start. But then swamp once mobile. it got going, oh yeah. It was unstoppable and even like took flight yeah. at one point. <laughs> and didn't even slow down when it sucked up you an know, albatross. In reference to um, a movie that we'll be doing soon. Yes. It has 1.21 gigawatts of power. It's got gigawatts completely. It's got all the gigawatts. Or It doesn't even need a bolt of lightning. No. It's its own gigawatt. It that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Once it actually starts, it it was definitely doing 88 miles per hour. Across those swamp flats. Oh, yeah. And it took a while, kind of, I felt, unless I missed something, to kind of explain exactly why Madame Medusa needed to kidnap a kid. Yeah, until probably... Until she had to be like... She's the only one small enough to get the diamond. All right, Betty Davis. (laughs) (laughs) It's... Yeah, I just thought... Like we said in the preview, it was just child kidnapping or child trafficking. Yeah. It was like, no, she picked this kid for this specific yep. purpose. And then she couldn't get the diamond out of the skull in the end oh, anyway. You know, I got so tired of Medusa saying Snoops. Fucking hell. Was that his name? Do you think Snoops. they wanted a name Snoops. like Smee? Like Snoops. Snoops. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Snoops I'm looked like someone. Lot. Snoops looked a bit like Shmee. Shmee? Shmee? Yeah, he Shmee? did. Shmee. No, but he looks like an actor. Um, He looks like Ergus Borgnine. <laughs> no, he doesn't. That's not even his real name. God, I'm just looking at another picture he of, looks... of Medusa. Oh, God, don't she, do it. That's barely a dress. It's barely a human. And then just as contrast, Snoops is drawn as the traditional fat. Oh, just where like he's just an like egg, shaped like an egg out to the um, hips, and then in. But yes, Penny is cute. Snoops is scared of everything. Do you reckon there was some character animators that were drawing Medusa and was like, "Oh, we'll just draw this like kind of old lady that looks a bit scary," and then the supervisor was like, "Nope, it needs to be more grotesque." Paint her grey. Give her disgusting blue eyeshadow. Take her bra off her so her tits are sagging down around yeah. her belly. Yeah. Apparently, animation historian John Colhane was the inspiration for Mr. Snoops in The Rescuers. Oh. So he does look like someone, but I don't know. You don't know I who didn't John know until Coltrane I Googled is. Coltrane. John C-U-L-H-A-N-E. He died in Dobbs Ferry, New York at the age of 81 in 2015. Aww. Journalist John Collane, best known for his pioneering work as a Disney animation historian, as well as being the inspiration for Mr. Snoops in The Rescuers, passed away on July 30. Is that that meant to be a compliment? Because I don't think it is. No, he's also the inspiration for Flying John 
in Fantasia 2000, which you will have seen this one. Oh, okay. From Fantasia. Yeah. Right. Anyway, that's not who I thought it was. But anyway. You're thinking of Bob Hosking. No, he's Smee. A lot more songs than I thought. The songs were good. They were very 70 ballads. They were all 70s There were a couple of songs I thought were the same They could have just been Joni Mitchell, which I understand the Carpenters wanting to do those songs. It does fit their brand, I think. And the final scenes. Oh. Once they're in the cave, it is... Scary. But then it went from scary with all that kind of stuff and then just use the sword, kid. Yeah, right. It's yeah. dark. I'll use a sword um, to pry open its skull's jaw. Um, How'd they get the diamond in the skull? They Because they put it on the ground and then put a skull on top of it. Because the base of your skull is is hollow. Yeah, so just lift the skull off. Well, they're too weak. They're mice. And it's too lodged in there. It's what can two little lodged, mice do? It's lodged in there. <laughs> that was a bad penny. Um, and then, but then it was like really dark and scary. Mm. But then, like, oh, we need to balance this out. Let's have a slapstick comedy routine with these other helper animals. Yeah. And the guy that does the voice in probably the saloon scene in Back to the Future 3. Yeah. Everybody, everywhere. <laughs> it sounds exactly the same. Yeah. Um, he's drunk, obviously. Yep. And then gets the dragonfly drunk and the albatross drunk. I wouldn't be getting the albatross drunk. He's like the opposite of AA. He's like, everyone should drink he's as much like as me. EA. Everyone alcoholic. Alcoholics everywhere. Alcoholics encouraging. Encouragement. Okay. (laughs) Um, He's like, here, this will fix you. Yeah. You'd need the tiniest bit of that to make the dragonfly drunk. When he put it down Bernard's Bernard's throat. Yep. It was like, would have filled him up. The amount of alcoholic beverage he put in there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was... You know, a bit of funny slapstick and it was definitely, I think, intended as a contrast to how full-on scary the fact that Penny's almost going to drown is. But she gets out, of course. Yeah, of course. Sets off the fireworks, traps the crocodiles in the elevator. I thought at first the plan was to do that without going down into the cave again. But apparently getting the diamond and sending the kid down into the cave again was always part of the Rescue yeah. Aid Society's plan. Just get her and leave. Set off the fireworks. My perfume. I can trap them into this cage with my perfume. Yeah. So do that. Unnecessarily. Set off the fireworks. Get the swamp thing and go. Yeah. I've always wanted to drive it, Penny says. She? That bit when they were making the plan, yeah. it was very like, let's do this, done. Let's do this, done. Let's trap him in this elevator, done. That's the whole movie, though. Yeah. The whole movie is like, let's do this, okay, scary scene. Let's yeah. do this, <laughs> driving scene. Let's do this, albatross scene. A heartfelt song about being an orphan. Yep. Oh, orphans. And then the little kids, when she does get adopted, because she's been on the... Oh, and they sing her a song. For she's a jolly good orphan. Is that what they sing? <laughs> she's a jolly good fellow, they say. Yep. For she's a jolly good fellow for getting adopted parents. There's other words to it that aren't that, and they don't sound like a Bond thing. The poster, I'm looking at the poster for the movie, and it says yep. mystery, fun, intrigue. Then says, two tiny agents versus the world's wickedest woman in a dazzling animated adventure. Yeah, and that poster is significantly lighter than the movie. Yeah. Oh, the rescuers down under. So, yeah, the rescuers down under is Eva Gabor and Bob Newhart go and meet the Paul Hogan type. G'day. And there's a boy. Crikey. That is so crikey. And an eagle 
kidnapped the boy. We're going to have to watch we, the rescue we'll have to down watch under. It. Yeah. Because Feminisney. Feminisney, the rescuers and the rescuers down under. Can two mice rescue children and feminism? What? Okay, well, let's... So this blog article is talking about um, how feminist positive the movies are because of Miss Bianca. Okay. The film also does something interesting with the stereotypes of how men should act around women, be manly and impressive and strong and blah, blah, blah. The film contains several sequences with Bernard trying to play the role of stereotypical manly man to impress Bianca. But the neat part is he sucks at it a lot. And Miss Bianca is still clearly attracted to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of attracting, yes. should we do a score soon? Yes. Let's have our little break. Then we're going to come back with our Google reviews and the Chad S. Minquo score and a little bit of a different way of doing trivia. Okay, I can't wait to see how We've this We've had another out. production meeting. Yeah. We'll be back after this. Let's have a chat. An open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No pants, no problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at No Pants Pod. All right. Reviews from a major tech search engine. Yes. Because I realised that I introduce segments with OK and then I oh, say and then, the name of the company. Yeah. So even a couple of times when I was editing the last episode, <laughs> my Google went off. Well... It should be safe here. My Google's a bitch and she hates me. Okay. So. She ha- likes me much more. Yeah. Well, Five-star review. Best Disney animated movie ever. Nope. Actually, content warning on this one. <laughs> content warning. <laughs> okay. I start crying before I've even pressed play. Oh, for fuck's sake. Ugly yeah, okay. crying because the opening song is so sad and beautiful. That poor little brave girl. I think we can all relate somehow to being small and lost and captive and abused in some way. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Save for a rainy afternoon with your best, most emotional soppy friend, a duvet, lots of sweet, delicious treats, a nice cuppa and a large box of tissues. Ooh. Thanks, Lola. L-O-L-A, Lola. <sighs> this is a one, one star. Okay. I had heard good things about this movie. Good things from people who, like me, aren't fans of any animated movies, Disney or otherwise. It's so it's such a blanket stupid thing to they say. They convinced me to buy a copy. Now I have this bad quality DVD and I'm £5.75 worse off. <laughs> this was written in like 2008. So. Okay. Let's leave aside the quality of the picture after all. It only seems to be the new releases which are of good quality. Well, this person... Doesn't watch movies. The movie is very, very bland. The basic story is a kid is kidnapped by this woman and two mice go to rescue her. Very Disney, just a lot less entertaining than movies like The Lion King and Aladdin. Maybe it's just aimed at kids. As a 24-year-old, I am less than mildly entertained by this. Kids would probably get a lot more out of it. God. That sounds like Margaret from the movie show. There's more. Oh, God. I'll skip that paragraph. The subplot of Bernard the male mouse wanting to marry Bianca was unnecessary. The bird slash plane was almost unbearable to watch. It literally made me cringe when they started that part of comic relief. Most movies don't have that effect on me. The villain Medusa failed to come across as threatening, as did her sidekick, and the icing on the cake... The mice pop up and start a conversation with this kid and she doesn't even blink. (laughs) This, in my opinion, was nothing compared to the other movies from Disney. The soundtrack admittedly was good. Not the best, but at least the characters weren't constantly bursting into song. I'm sorry, that was one redeeming feature for this movie. 
Hang on. All other Disney movies, they do burst into song. So all the other Disney movies you're saying are better than this yeah, one. Yeah. But this one is better because it doesn't burst into song. This is a lot less entertaining than The Lion King and Aladdin, where the characters burst into song. Where the song. characters burst but into song. But in this song. one, I was entertained by the fact that they didn't burst into song. But also, Medusa is just as threatening as Jafar. Yeah. She is more psycho than Jafar or Scar. Um, and he compared to The Lion King and Aladdin, setting a pretty high bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Emin says this, haven't y'all noticed that almost all the Disney movies with animals have morals? Sometimes with the princesses too, like Frozen, Tangled and Brave. Same with Milan. A lot of the movies have morals. I love this movie and it is in my top 20. Thank Ooh Disney for making this movie for the world to watch with 13 exclamation marks. Don't tell Elaine Bennis about all that exclamation yeah. marks. And then an XOXO oh, at the end. Gossip Girl. Thanks, XO, Gossip Girl. XOXO Imine. <laughs> I love animation, being a student of the same. This movie uses a certain style of animation where the keyframes often have uncleaned up undrawings showing so the in-betweeners can copy the shapes more efficiently. I'm not such a fan of that style choice, but it also isn't the biggest weakness of this tale. <laughs> What really got to me is how the two heroic mouse are bad characters. Bad characters in that Bob is Hope is a waffle. Bob Hope is a waffle. All right, that's Bob Newhart, but anyway. (laughs) Bob Hope is a waffle going from coward to brave and back again as manipulated by social expectations and the beautiful mouse. It isn't even played for laughs or at least the timing is off for a modern audience. It's Bob Hope doing the cowardly Bob Hope character. Shit. It's Bob Newhart (laughs) doing Bob Hope doing the cowardly (laughs) Bob Hope character. And the female mouse is attractive and brave and that's it. She doesn't actually do anything. She has no agency beyond giving our male character a reason to be brave. She could be replaced with a motivational poster and not change anything. Or even just a picture frame in a house as done in Up. Not an independent character, but rather part of Bob Hope's. Oh my God, stop. It's it's dated. (laughs) It's dated. Way too casual with abuse to the kids. Not active enough at parts and way too willing to slow down for others. Coming to think, coming to a thunk... For a song over still images. I honestly suspect that this one will get tucked into the Disney vault eventually and never allowed out and it shall not be missed. God. You're not writing your film school thesis, mate. Like, yeah, yeah, it's also, if you don't know the difference between Bob Harp and Bob Hart, Bob Hope, Bob Hope and Bob, and Bob Newhart. Newhart, you're not passing film school anyway. Well, that one was written on IMDb, right? Okay. So if you have gone into IMDb after watching the movie and the credits and seen the movie, gone into IMDb, seen the cast, yep, then written a review and you still can't get the actors right? No. Click I'm sorry. unhelpful. Can Unhelp- you do that? <laughs> I don't know, can I report it? Adam on Google says, "Sigh. I wish I was interested in the Rescuers film series back when I was little. If you were little in 1977, you weren't little in 1993 or whenever." Rescuers Dead Under came out. So it's not like a series that came out. Yeah. You were the same age. Anyway, I first watched them around a year ago online as a fresh young adult. They definitely deserve eventual remakes and maybe more films afterwards. I just hope that they don't do pure live action remakes. Maybe hybrid remakes. You know, with animation blended with live action. You know, like the 2009 G-Force film. I still have the DVD, but I'm planning on maybe donating it for Christmas this year. <laughs> God, if you if I'm thinking of an example of a movie that is blended animation in real life, everybody should be picking Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Ah, oh, yeah. No one should be picking the 2009 G Force film because yeah. I've never heard of it. No, Adam, I'm sorry. Um. It looks fine. I barely ever saw it. I think I saw it one freaking time. 
That's the review. Uh, that was about it for rescuers that I had. Yeah, in reviews. Yeah, same. Um, so let's do the Chad S. Minquo for um, the rescuers. Lee. Yep. Did you cry? No. Did you almost? Almost. Can mm. I give it a point five of we'll a give cry? Give it a zero point five. Okay. It's cry worthy. Yep. Um, whoever Lulu or what, what what was her name that did that review, she'd give it a five. Yeah, Lola. I forgot her name. Uh, L O L A Lola. Yeah, it was Lola, I think. Um, she yes cried a lot. Now, house. Ooh, a mouse's it's house, a house is boat. quite small. So, but and she lives in it once. She's an orphan. Are okay, we so talking Penny's an orphan? Are we talking relative? Well, we don't see where that mice live. That's true, Miss Bianca. Well, she she loves a penthouse, a penthouse view. view. She would live in a penthouse, on the upper east side. Is a penthouse for a mouse level three though? A penthouse for <laughs> a mouse the is up. the wall of a penthouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she's an orphan. Penny's an orphan. Um, Medusa lives in the back of her shop. And a houseboat. And a houseboat in a swamp. One. That can't move. One. Yeah. One. Yeah, one. Arousal. There's a Four. bit of hot and heavy, you know, suggestiveness between Bob Hope and <laughs> Zsa Zsa Gabor. <laughs> um, hmm. And all of the UN mice are horny. A, ho- a hot for, yeah. For... I love a takeoff. Your carburetor is all pooped out. <laughs> um, I feel awkward giving a kid's like a movie three. a three. <laughs> <laughs> three. Three. Alcoholic. That bloke. The, the, the guy in the swamp. The, yeah, he drinks a lot. Does she drink? Do we see Medusa drink? No, but she's drunk. She's drunk on power. All true. Ooh. Two. That's good. Two. Because it is a plot point. Coke or Pepsi? I don't think there was either. Neither. It is a plot point. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Stand-up abilityness. I don't think the style or stands up. No. And the story's nothing, really. But I think it would still be creepy for kids. Would still be scary and I think engaging for kids, except for that guy writing his thesis. Yeah, but he's twenty-four, so I I think it's a two and a half. Okay, I'm because as, give it a two. As good as the story is, and I think it still works, and it's good that there's a, a man woman and she does a lot. Yeah, so the feminism side of it yes. stands up a bit. Um, the, it's just the look of it. The look of it. Doesn't stand and up. And I think and that's what would turn kids off. The song's still quite good. I think if the kids watched it, they'd be like, it doesn't look real. Yeah, well, it's fucking well, That's not what kids. animation is, kids. Dumbass. When I, was, when I was growing up, they didn't have computers. When I was growing up, um, they didn't, yeah, the same. Uh, memorability. <laughs> the same, because with two and a half years age difference. Memorability... I remembered the sardine can, but I might have remembered that from the rescuers down under. <laughs> I remember the general idea of what the movie was about, but nothing really that specific. I'm going to say... I'm going to say a two. Yep. You two as well? Yeah. You two too? You two. Impact. Fucking hell. Nah. You'd think it, it wouldn't have impact in terms of like uh, animated movies. It's definitely not up there at all. Yeah. And there's no like iconic thing about it. No, it's a one for me. Yeah, I'm going to do a one as well. Just because I don't know about a zero. Yeah. Uh, nostalgia. I'm going to do a one and a half. I'm going to do a two. Quotability. I I don't I don't think so. I love a takeoff. I'm gonna give a one quotability. Your carburetor is all pulled out. 
Uh, I'm going to give a 0. 0.5. Jesus. Well, because I'm not going to say anything from it. You've Okay, yeah, cool. Overall rating. Um, I'm going to give it a 2. I'm going to give it a 2.5. Cuz it was like a nice movie. It wasn't anything special. I'd watch it with the kids, but not the young kids. I wouldn't I I don't yeah, I don't think it'd be if you show it to a kids now, I don't think they'd be that entertained by I it. I think the rescuers down under would entertain kids more these days. Yeah, fair dinkum. Yeah. Mm. Okay. What do we got? How do we go? Well, we got a total of 26.5. Oh, that's low. (laughs) Sorry, rescuers. 26.5 puts it second last. Conair is still (laughs) very much last. Wow. Um, Wow. Yeah, I just don't think The Rescuers is really that good of a movie. Like, oh, it's like it's easy to watch, but at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of issues with it. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's not a great movie. It's not like a movie I'm going to be like, oh, I feel like watching The Rescuers. We're going to watch The Rescuers down under at some point, maybe a little bit later in the year. Yeah. I think that's a better movie. Well, it's also probably a better quality because it's older. I newer. think it's also going to score higher on the nostalgia. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, give me a sec and I'll have trivia questions for you. Okay, good. I'll do some research on an unknown topic. Two drinks in a bar. Okay. So for this week, we're in a transition phase while we change a couple of things behind the scenes. Okay. Yes. So trivia this week. Yep. Next week... We're doing a film directed by... See if you can at home guess, because Brett already knows. Yeah. I'm directed by Tim Burton. Okay, so starring Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham yeah. Carter. It's a sequel. Okay. That came out in 1992. Okay, then I would have got it. Yeah. <laughs> it stars Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> and my man, Michael Keaton... Okay. We are doing Batman Returns. The duplicity? Oh. Yes. Batman Returns from 1992. Do you know the tagline for it? He's... The bat is back. No. There's three things. Honor, duty... No, I don't know. The bat, the cat, and the rat? The penguin. The bird. The bird. Yeah. The bat, the cat, the bird. Um... Do you know Danny Elfman, who played the Penguin in the '60s Batman? I oh, love this it's one. It's the guy that was in Rocky. Yeah. No. Oh fuck. Bur- Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith. Yeah. Plays Rocky's trainer in Rocky and the Penguin. And the Penguin. And he was asked to play the Penguin's father in Batman Returns. But was illness, there going to be a father? Illness prevented it from him. Is there a father? In it? Well, at the start of it. Because he's born with the messed up hands, yeah. they throw him in the river, Moses style. That's right. I remember yeah. that bit. Um, but unlike Moses, he doesn't save an entire race of people. He decides to go yeah. on a murderous rampage. You, well, Moses supposes his toes is <laughs> right. That's the, it, whenever anybody says Moses, that comes to um, I have another... See, what we will do in trivia in the future is ask questions, and the other one's going to guess what That's movie we've chosen. generally how trivia works, asking questions. So, can you... Here you go. I'm just going to ask you for the top four of Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Yep. And see um, what you get. Twins. Okay. Batman Returns. Keep coming. Keep going. Wow. Yep. Matilda. Okay. Um, That's three. Is to TV count? Uh, well, I can't tell you. There's oh, no okay. TV in there. <laughs> okay, so it's not that. It's not Philadelphia. Okay, because I think because I was just watching that the other day. Yeah, that doesn't help. 
what what have I said? And one flew over the cuckoo's oh, this nest. This one I've never heard of. So the four are Matilda in the number one spot. Okay. So you got one point for that. Yeah. The second is Throw Mama from the Train. Jesus. It's him and Billy Crystal. I want to watch it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, the War of the Roses. Oh. And Batman Returns. Okay, so I got two. so you got two points. So Batman Returns is what we're doing next week. Uh, so watch Batman Returns for next Tuesday's episode. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Jeez. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Odd Sox Entertainment. For more of Odd Sox Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the link in this episode description. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly. Cheese. Let's have a chat. An open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No pants, no problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at NoPantsPod.